Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, man. Oh, perfect. Yes, we got it right on the first try. There it is. Well, Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year's, and Happy New Year's to anyone who's listening. Yeah, so we we didn't connect since, uh, was our last uh, conversation? Thanksgiving? A little before that, right? I want to say a little before Thanksgiving. So we definitely missed December. And then did we miss November too, or no? I think we might have just not really spoken since the holidays. Yes. Or, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. What's new with you, man? Uh, so, yeah, let's, it's been a while. So let's see, what's the most important things? Uh, so I think I will do three bullet points. Uh, one, sweat fitness closed down. Um, and so Sweat Fitness was one of the gyms I was working at. It was pretty abrupt. We can get into that a little bit later. Uh, two. Well, hold on, hold on. Can we just linger on that then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not just like work through a checklist here. Like what happened with Sweat? All right. So um, little backstory. So currently I work at two gyms or I used to work at two gyms, one called Sweat Fitness and then another one called Forza Wellness. Um, so I work in Philadelphia, yada, yada. Um, and so I was always doing a little bit of both because they didn't clash um, and sweat offered things that my current gym did not offer because it's like a big box gym versus like a small boutique gym. Um, and so everything's going well at sweat. Um, and then abruptly, everyone gets an email. Well, some people got emails like I got a text from clients, but basically sweat sent out an email um, I want to say the, when did they send out this email? It was like right before the end of the month, um, one day before like switching over. And they were just like, yeah, we are shutting down effective immediately. Tomorrow will be our last day, the 31st or so. Now, I got a question for you. Is it uh, all of sweat? Like all the sweat locations are closing down? Or is it all, just uh... So it was all of sweat. So when I got, when I finally got to reach out so the, and talk to the company's out of business. Yes. Oh. Yes. The company, the company basically. So when I got to talk to one of the higher up people, I was like, so what happened? He was like, I didn't really know anything either, but apparently the owner went to every, cause they were renting the building. So they went to yeah. every landlord and they were like, Hey, do you guys want to own a gym? We're trying to get out of the gym business. Mm. And so one of our locations, the one in South Philly, Mm-hmm. had new management for about two months and everyone thought it was weird. They were like, wait, it's still under sweat, but it's under a new management. So folks are just exiting. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah. And so basically all the other locations could, they couldn't find buyers. And so they just were like in the operation. Let me talk to you about something. Um, you've got a, so, well, first of all, I guess, how are you doing? How are you doing with, um, I don't know financials all that kind of stuff like i mean it's a good thing that you're working at two gyms yes so um it was yeah it was it was kind of the way i thought about it so first it was abrupt so like even though i was trying to i had one foot out of the door at sweat just Mm -hmm. the abruptness of it and just how i want to say unethical but it just wasn't handled properly so like when it first happened i was like this is really fucked and I'm glad that, like, I had something to fall back on. I made sure I checked on, like, other people who worked there. Like, like, hey, what are you guys doing? So everyone yeah. had, like, something, a little something set up. So it wasn't just, like, holy shit, I'm going to be homeless. Yeah. Um, and so 
like from the sweat side of things, I was like, well, that's disgusting. Fuck them. But um, excuse my language. But it was like one door shut and another one opened. And so I was like, all right, I'll just throw myself all into the other company that I'm working at. Mm-hmm. I had a few clients that came over from there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of like the way the pay works, um, even though like I'm, I don't have a full book at the other club, yeah, it didn't disrupt anything. Like I was mm-hmm. able to pay rent everything on time. Um, and so like other than just being like completely uh, felt like, I don't know, I wasn't, I don't know, cared about by like a company that I spent maybe four plus years of my life at. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't disrupt me financially. So and there's that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Let me share some news on my end and then mm-hmm. come back to this topic, because I think okay. that just this topic on its own is worth a, a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, right before Christmas. So between Christmas and the new year, um, I was basically off from work. Like I, you know, took that time, um, got back from Mexico, not, not too long ago. Um, right before Christmas, I think it was right before Christmas. Yeah. Um, the company that I'm at, um, we got rid of 80% of the people. It was the second set of, layoffs and it's basically it's a lot holy fuck 80 percent. it's everybody it's basically <laughs> it's basically everybody um now i can't talk into too much detail because you know um still employed there mm-hmm. but um it's not looking too good just i mean when you when you take uh when you like sweat, for example, what's I mean, mm-hmm. been around forever. Like, I feel like it's been around forever. At least um, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the owners are like, nope, we're getting the fuck out. Right. Then you have all the big tech companies um, like Amazon, who's got bazillions of dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. Laying off thousands of people. I don't know what the number is, like 18,000 people. They're on a hiring freeze. Like they're not hiring anybody. Um, and then the same thing goes through like across the board, right? Um, everyone is being incredibly conservative and inc- like, like this is sort of the environment that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many clients you ha- have had recently that were like, Hey, I got to cancel my membership because things are not looking up. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you've heard similar stories. Like I have a feeling that your story is not, all that you not saying not unique but like yes uh, yeah. yes that, that that would be the that would be the proper term for it like it's weird like i never thought about like you you hear about it like it happening but you you never think going into a job that your job may just go belly up yeah yeah um and it's 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 kind of the trend of things like walking up walnut seeing all the stores closing uh mm-hmm. my one client was saying that uh she she also worked two jobs she worked at two law firms she was like oh one of the law firms is like going bankrupt and it's like it's coming more commonplace for either businesses or places just to say like hey the cost of running is just too much money like we can't handle it anymore we're just Mm going to jump ship and leave yeah i think that speaks to a couple of things though um Mm -hmm. some things some things i'm not I can't claim to like fully understand, but Mm -hmm. one thing that I think 
is almost indisputable here is that a lot of these businesses, like a lot of them, um, like, all right, here's the question, right? Do we think folks are exiting because they just want to sit on cash and then they're going to come back and do something new? Are like these people like near retirement, that kind of thing. I know that's not the case for the company that I'm at now. Like they really Mm -hmm. want it to stay open. You know what I mean? That's not like a choice. They're not, you know, parachuting their way out of it. Um, which I think tells me that a lot of companies are were run on string shoe budgets, essentially, or yes, being yes. overly optimistic, right? And um, and here we are. Yeah. So, like, I feel there could be multiple reasons and multiple things you could say. For like, from my point of view, sweat model was never sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like, they never. Wanted they to renovate turn. anything, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they, they turn people yes. in out, yeah. Yes, like yes. So they their model was like, oh, we are one of the only gyms in this area. We are mm-hmm. going to get flow, and so they never either um, made sure that their equipment was up to standard, made right. sure that their building was up to standard, or just like hired quality employees. It was always just like a revolving door of like, well, if that mm-hmm. doesn't work, bam, just throw this in like duct tape they would just pick duct tape on things yeah and in this climate you can't do that like i um like again i had one foot out the door and everything so i was also looking at um another gym called city fitness like interviewing there just seeing how their process works mm-hmm. and just going not, not there a, not a huge fan of those folks either but <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah once yeah so when i first got there i was in awe by just the organization and just their their mindset, their goals for everything. Like, hey, this is what we're trying to do. Um, we believe that, hey, the members have paid us enough. So like we renovated this room, we added more space. And I was like, dang, that's crazy to think about. Like, mm-hmm. this is how a, a gym should actually run because yes, you have weights. Yes, you have things that people want to pay for, but like you should be making improvements, things like that. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, as to like back your quarterbacks here on like, what 2023 is going to be like economy wise all of that kind of you know uh, that macro it's you so think this int- is, you think this is just the fall you think it's going to get worse you think it's going to get better like, the weird thing is i'm not as pessimistic as like some people i have talked to but i think that's only because of like my ignorance like i'm i haven't been uh looking like i i don't watch the news anymore like i haven't watched the news i haven't um read up on like hey what's happening in the world why why are eggs so expensive things like yeah. that yeah, um, yeah and so going into new year's going into the new year i was like all right i'm just going to it's so cliche but you're like hey this is the year that i focus on all the positive the yeah. the, the years in front of me i can do whatever i want um and so i'm still on the positive mindset of like Hey, it can only go up from here. Um, I um, so I think that it's a good idea not to watch the news. Mm-hmm. Um, I I haven't, but over the last four years, whatever, I think it's pretty clear that you never you're never going to get positive news from the fucking news. Yes, like you're just not going to right. You're not going to get like I mean. You might, if it's if the administration in power is telling you that, like you you know, if like Biden's like Biden might be like everything's beautiful, right? But you don't know whether that's true or not. 
And if they're screaming, you know, for, to run for the hills, you don't know if that's true or, or not either. I, I'm with you. I want to be positive, right? I think mm-hmm. when, they're, when things are problematic, um, you know, that's an opportunity, not anything else. So, you know, in, in my case, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I've got like a runway through, you know, end of February and then I gotta <laughs> like I should be panicking mm-hmm. um but I think whatever happens is gonna happen and uh it's it's a mindset thing of trying to be optimistic and oh man we haven't spoken in a while you know I don't think uh you and I talked about when my cousin came to visit and uh a lot of reflections that happened then no nope. uh um I've been trying to work on my mindset I okay. think that I think that that is, uh, yeah, you know. Well, let's 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 flesh that out a bit because I wanted to ask. Um, so again, it's New Year's, and my I've been trying to be more positive, leave some of my bad habits in 2022. Mm-hmm. One of my bad habits is um, I'm very go with the flow. Like I don't set a goal and say, "All right, that's what I'm working for." That's what I'm working towards by this time period. This is what I'm working for by that time period. Mm-hmm. And so my question to you is like, are your dreams dead? Like when no. do you when do you figure out when at what age, at what level do you figure out your dream? And then like, how does one go about accomplishing it? Is it active or could you just like fall into it one day? Like do the people who accomplish their dreams they have set goals, one-year plan, two-year plans, three-year plans, and bam, after all that work, they get there. Or could you luck into it? Like, wh- what does it take to accomplish a goal, basically, or a dream? Yeah, well, just look, dreams in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've thought about this quite a bit, actually. Uh, I, I've noticed that my ambition mm-hmm. and to sort of waver a little bit like if I were to summarize my last, you know, 10 some years, um, when I was 25, I was, um, hungry, so hungry. Um, my work ethic, I mean, fuck Gary B. Like I couldn't find anybody who was, who'd work, you know, those two, three jobs and just constantly fucking curious and studying. I became very narrow as a person as a consequence, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I freaked let go of a lot of things that, you know, round a person out. But uh, eventually relationships, I realized that, you know, none of, none of it matters until we get into a relationship. And of course that relationship ended. Um, and uh, you last year, you know, the six months prior broken um, was, was all about healing. And when you try, when you heal yourself, like the most fundamental thing is slowing down. Mm-hmm. And, and, and appreciating things and realizing like trying to gain, gain perspective. Um, and I could smell there's a trap in there somewhere um, that you could, you could spend forever just working on yourself forever trying to be happy. Like that could be the work, just trying to be happy all the time. And you could be all, cons- all consuming. And I don't think that, everybody needs to be ambitious. I don't think everybody needs to be goal oriented and figure things out. But when you look at like right now, like if, if, 
shit, it's it'd be nice to have a cushion, right? Like, mm-hmm. like that is a stressor. That is a stressor that is permeating society, and like, it'd be nice not to have it. Um, there's actually a, uh, so I have two things I want to mention. One, there's a book I'm reading right now which I recommend. Um, the Psychology of Money, really okay. good book. You just the first chapter alone makes it worth it. Um, how it talked about one guy who um, was very well off during the Great Depression where people were, you know, really, really struggling. And he's like, I couldn't understand the Great Depression because my family, we just had a lot of money. We like we hired people out of charity. Like that was his only relationship to, to that. So um, interesting book, a little bit tangential. The, the, the other thing that I, uh, I was listening to, um, another podcast and they were talking about Stanley and how Stanley was this person who really loved what he did up until the very, very, very old age. I forget how old he was when he died, like 88. I don't know exactly. Right. Old. And when Stanley passed away, like they talked about his very last time in front of his fans. He loved his fans. Like he loved to be around people. He loved what he did. All of that brought him joy and wanted him to do more. And I think that's what ambition is. Like if you enjoy what you're doing, like just keep going. So I don't think ambition is necessarily tied to money. I think Mm -hmm. ambition could be anything, right? It's like to, to want to be the best in something, right? To strive towards something. And uh, for Stan Lee, that was, you know, comics. And what was interesting in, in their conversation is they were talking about Stan Lee is when his, the last time he went up in front of like the audience, he told, um, he was deaf at that point, but or more or less, I think um, he told uh, the person he was with, he's like, I don't, I don't want to be here. It was like the only time that guy ever heard him say that. And then after that, that was his last appearance. And then shortly after he died. And it made me think about that. Like, I think the moment that we stop looking ahead into the future positively, like with aspirations, we begin to die. Yes. And so I think that's important. Yes. And so and that's why I've been trying to formulate this question of like, when do dreams die? What is a dream? How long should you hold on to it? When is when are you being realistic? When are you just being like a dreamer? Like, is your dream actually something? I, okay, so I believe once your dream dies, then everything about life becomes just less fulfilling. Like you, you lose that shine. Um, but it's just it's so hard to figure out. Uh, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think that it's important that we all have dreams. Now, did your dream, when did your dream come about? Like, let's say you didn't even have like a real concrete one, but like, mm-hmm. at like, could you place an age? Yeah. And like, when was like the high point, the low point? Yeah. I mean, when I, I'll, I'll reflect on my life a little bit. Um, when I was a little kid up to the age of 10 or so, um, and that was roughly, you know, I came over to the U.S. when I was nine. So that part was all in Ukraine. But I'd say I was pretty happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen videos of myself. I look pretty happy. I don't even recognize myself. Um, then it was a little bit weird where I think that I kind of went on autopilot. Like I fell asleep as a kid. 
but I also know that I became, I probably, probably became depressed when I was in my mid teens, like 13 or so. Right. And then kind of continued. And my mantra, my absolute fucking mantra through my, all of my teenage years was success. That, that shit used to be my computer password success. Like it's not anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was, it was something that I aspired. So I, I look for two things. One, I was trying to escape. I could not wait to be free of my like home because it wasn't a good place for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so freedom success I was obsessed obsessed um and there wasn't really too much of a dream beyond that right like there's a very concrete destination to get the fuck out um at a certain point i got kicked out and um for a short period of time i moved in with my grandparents and i got a job as an emt dispatcher in in philly and during that time i'd um I'd smoke, I'd play Final Fantasy XI, I'd fucking get Chinese food. Like, she was so comfortable. I was free. And that little that little dream villa, whatever the fuck, like, didn't last very long. Maybe a month tops um, before that bubble got burst. And I realized this is uncomfortable and unsustainable. Can't live, you know, under my grandparents' roof. Like, they didn't want me there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I realized like, all right, I really need to escape. Like, this is not enough, you know, and slowly growing up, slowly figuring out like the bigger picture of things. And I decided, you know, well, you know, university, here we go. Right. Took out a, took out a bunch of student debt and went off to Florida and I did that. And the funny thing about school is that you're like on a, not a roller coaster, but you're on a train, right? Like you're just moving along. Yes. You're moving along. And then after I got out, I was massively in debt. So the next goal was pretty obvious. Get the fuck out of debt. Um, at no point was I thinking about happiness, right? At no point was I considering the meaning of life really. I mean, I'm sure I, I thought I was, but as an adult now reflecting back, like it was all autopilot. Um, it was all just hard work. You get out, prove yourself like a lot of, a lot of motivation from anger frankly, not from like a positive place, which I miss. I miss that feeling a lot sometimes because anger drives you really far. Yes. Um, like I, I finished David Goggins new book and, you know, he learned to harness that. Um, and yeah, I, I think that at a certain point I started telling myself stories that may or may not have been true. Like, do I want to be entrepreneurial? Do I want to pursue goal x y or z right like what is the purpose of things um and i almost even let let my partner kind of decide what my future is going to be right like so i met you know met my partner and she wanted a certain type of life and i was like all right this is the type of life we're going to have so i you know threw away things that used to make me happy mm-hmm. um i'm trying to figure that out right now i'm trying to figure out right now what do i want what are my big aspirations and um, having them is what I realize is very important. Like yes. that realization, you know, 35 fucking years old, like, Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Obvious. But um, I'm now, I realized that this past year I spent 
um, healing, building, whatever, um, I want to spend this next year um, planting roots for something that will maybe flourish when I'm 40. Okay. Um, so I, I'll be transitioning jobs. I'll be doing that thing. I'm talking to a, um, a friend of mine here um, about something entrepreneurial and you know if he thinks he can get funding and all of that stuff and maybe that'll be escape velocity right but that's what i want to get to what i've realized now is that my next goal is a very practical goal it's not a goal of becoming the greatest musician of all time or you know what i mean anything along those lines i want to get to the point where i have fuck you money i don't have to work i want to get to retirement Okay. I want to get to retirement as soon as I can. And I've decided that that is going to be my goal. And once I get to that goal, then I can spend as long as I need to figuring out how to make myself happy. Whether that's getting a dog, whether that's traveling mm -hmm. the world, whether that is uh, finding my person, whether that is adopting a child, right? Like, I don't know. So I think that some of these goals and dreams, they, they don't have to be, they have, they just have to be real for you and exciting for you. When you think about them, you're like, oh, yes, like it's mm -hmm. a dream, right? Like it, it doesn't have to be a dream that is um, so grand that you, you don't think you'll ever hold it in your hand. Like it yes. just has to be a little out of reach. Yeah. So this year, like one of my goals is just to open up my world more, do some more traveling. Like I feel like growing up, like I feel like I'm very, again, I always say this, I'm very good with the flow. I'm very just like, well, I like with, I like the current equilibrium. There's no reason to change anything. And I feel like that was because of like growing up, I didn't, I didn't experience a lot of things. It was like going on autopilot. So like, I really like that. Like even in college, when I had a chance to get away from home and like branch out, it was still autopilot. It was just like, all right, this is what I need to do to survive this. This is what I need to do to be comfortable or to not feel like an outcast. Um, and so now I'm like, all right, how do I broaden my horizon? How do I expand out? Because that's what I feel like will open me up in a way where I'm like, all right, this is actually cool. This is something I want to go towards. Like, I like fitness. I like all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, that seems so shallow. And it's like, well, what else do you have to offer this world? Mm. I don't think it is, man. I, I think this is what I'm, you know, it, it's, it's, I think it, I hate to use like our age gap as like this kind of, as, as a crutch here, but I do feel that, what I'm seeing now is that you, it, you don't have to find yourself. You don't have to figure that out. Like it's not a, it, you don't need to. Okay. So you don't need to find yourself to have a dream. So that's what I that Okay. One of my issues is like, Oh, I don't know who I am. And that's maybe why I don't have a dream. Like you need mm -hmm. to find yourself first. Are you, you saying you don't have to? I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm saying you don't have to. I, okay. I, th I think that it is better to do things and then make mistakes and then realize afterwards that okay. who you are, right? Like, I think that it's it's very easy, I mean, easy, rhetorically speaking, to shun money, 
to be like, fuck, money makes you an evil person. Money is a distraction from happiness, right? Um, I don't know. It's a very, it, it's something that I've realized for myself, I don't want that stressor in my life. And I'm mm-hmm. going to, and I'm going to work to get rid of that stressor. It's, it's important to know when to stop, right? Unless it's fun for you. you should, I mean, if it's fun for you, go keep making money, right? If it's fun. But um, I, I think, like, I think Maslow's hierarchy of needs is real. You know what I mean? And I think that we are skipping steps. I think we're looking for enlightenment. We're looking, mm. for, we're looking for purpose when we haven't satisfied fundamentals. And those fundamentals are going to distract us forever. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, I see what you mean. That makes perfect sense. So yes, um, I'm not one who shuns money. Like I don't think it's evil, but I'll get like, I'll make enough to cover my immediate needs and I'm, and I'll say, all right, I'm comfortable now. Mm-hmm. Like you thinking about retirement. It's like, it dawned on me like, wait, why, why am I not thinking about that? Yeah, man, you gotta like, it's not that you, you have to have to, you don't have to. It's just that what I've realized about myself as I get older is my energy is depleting. That is where I was delusional when I was younger. When I was Mm -hmm. younger, I thought that I'm going to like, dude, I fucking said this to my friends. I'm going to work until the day that I die. Mm -hmm. I now realize that is an insane statement to make. We have less and less energy as we get older. Like <laughs> it's what happens, right? So, ideally, you when you get older, you should be using that energy for joyous things, for things mm-hmm. that you want to do, and not things that you have to do, right? Um, whatever they may be. Um, and if it ends up being the thing that you're doing, it aligns, then great. But I doubt you're gonna. Uh, I mean, maybe you're going to want to teach people how to work out when you're 80 years old, right? But, like, do you think, like, you know, uh, a 20-year-old is going to listen to an 80-year-old about working out? (laughs) So, um, you know, I think that it's important for us to think about our future, like, financially. And then Mm -hmm. get get that stuff covered, right? Either through a diverse basket of things, right? Or whatever. And it doesn't have to be grand. Like, it doesn't have to be amazing. Just like... Being like, all right, like I'm gonna live this long. I'm gonna have this plan. This is how I'm gonna get there. And maybe you got to take some risks because you're younger and you can you take you can fuck up like five times or whatever. You know what I mean before before you get it right. But yeah, I think that that like looking at that and being excited about that. I think that's the challenge. Yeah. So yeah. Again, I've just I've been trying to lay out things more thoroughly so like all right this month this is what i'm trying to accomplish this is what i'm shooting for um like i always find it hard to like plan things out a month in advance because i'm like well what if the month coming i don't feel like doing that (laughs) (laughs) and so um like my friends have been coming to me like hey we want to do this we want to do that and i've just been saying yes the whole time and that's with that's Mm -hmm. like one of the ways i'm trying to like eh, just be the more positive branding for 2023 it's like all right someone wants to do something say yes and then when they give you the date figure out what you need to get done to so when that date comes about you're like all right i got like nothing to stress about like i handled all my business um 
And so like at the end of this year, I'm planning to go to hopefully if again, everything, everything mm-hmm. will go right. But I'm going to I think it's Germany for some beer fest with uh, all my friends. Let's go. When um, when you guys this end of the year or it's I think October it's October it's October, Octo- fest, right? it's October fest because that's when his birthday is okay okay I'm my 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 financials are a mess right now um because of you know what's what's clearly on the horizon mm-hmm. um so I can't plan things but before I got the news I had actually planned out my entire 2023 and it had so much travel in it so, really so much travel I was so excited. And uh, all of that's been undermined now. But uh, <laughs> but I wanted to go to Amsterdam. I wanted to mix up some conferences. I wanted to go back to Japan for the new year. Uh, 2024 new year. 2024 mm-hmm. new year. Um, and, and, and a slew of other things, man. Like, I realize that traveling makes me super happy. Mm-hmm. Super, super happy. Um, it sucks that that is how I'm happy. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do enjoy it a lot. Um, make that happen, man. Go to Germany. Yes, I so think. Yes. Yeah, that's on my list. I want to do a either like a Spartan. Like I've been running more. I've been ugh, I've been trying this thing where I run every day, every other day. Basically, yeah. I, I, I'm still figuring out the logistics of it. But I've been running more, and I was like, ooh, I want to test my metal with some type of like contest so i like i want to set up a spartan race later on once i'm like in the thick of running and everything something just to like test how much i have improved stuff like that i'm uh i'm gonna do the trifecta this year again yeah once i uh i mean i almost did it last year i did the (laughs) i did the super and the beast so i did the two hard ones i just Mm -hmm. i didn't do the easy one which would have like rounded it out there's just nothing on the calendar um so i'm definitely doing that i'm also going to start swimming this year um some slowly build up towards that triathlon maybe uh in a year or two yeah man i think physical goal i think there's things that are within our control that we just got to do and that is like our physical bodies like that is just well yes that's the so that's almost outside of like goals and ambition i mean maybe it's one and the same but like i put them in a separate bucket for myself I, I think it all comes down to like discipline. Like I was listening to a, uh, I've been doing this thing where uh, when I wake up, I listen to like a motivational video from YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And one of them was a David Goggins one. And he was talking about uh, winning the morning and was yeah. like, Hey, like when you wake up in the morning, don't touch your snooze button, like set out what you're going to do, set out your clothes, set out what you're going to eat and actually do it. Because once you leave the house, that's when you're affected by everything else like things you can't control things that you have to adjust to on a fly but when you're in your home those are the things that you can tailor and make sure that they are perfect let's talk about discipline first of all did you listen to this new book or not yet i, I did not not yet okay so that is my i have a theme for this year and i'll be honest with you man i'm not winning it yet <laughs> but it is my theme my theme is discipline I I am waking up every morning, and this is going to sound corny, but I just I'm like I am disciplined. That is my little mantra that I say to myself every fucking morning, at least you know, a little before the new year, and the, you know, definitely with the start of this year. Um, there was something that I this is this is gonna be a little tangential, but 
um, I think it'll hopefully make sense. Um, in that book, um, uh, Psychology of Money, whatever, there's a little thing that he mentioned. So you know how the planet froze over five times mm-hmm. and then unfroze five times? So the, the Ice Age, we didn't know that the Ice Age was a thing, like a thing that just happens. Um, so people used to theorize that, that there was some crazy cosmological event that created it. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like um, giant meteor or something along those lines. Right. Like, but why so consistently? Like, right. And we've identified that there were at least five. Um, and uh, eventually folks figured, well, there's like a funky tilt with the earth and the sun and, oh, this is like ice ages, right? But then um, this other guy dug a little bit deeper and found that, well, like, how does that work exactly, right? And the way that ice ages come about is that when summer rolls around, um, a little bit less ice melts than it did the previous summer, just a little bit. And then that allows that when the winter rolls around, more snow can accumulate. Mm-hmm. And then that repeats. And so the, what, you know, the author emphasized there, and he was talking about like compounding interest, but like what I was thinking about was habits. That like, it, it is the, it takes a while to pack on that snow, right? To like make these changes. So, I am realizing now, and I also heard this from the guy that wrote Atomic Habits, like the things that you do kind of define who you are in a way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck, you're absolutely right. Like every choice that I make in the morning or otherwise, that is who I am. Like that is who I actually am, whether I want to be that person or not. So like I am trying to be more, mindful of those choices and they're like they're little things man they're like you know cleaning up after myself all the time yes like it's the little things it's the um like i tend to do well on challenges right because somehow they're like (laughs) temporary right they go Mm. away but like i don't want to do that i mean I, i i did put a bunch of challenges down for this year but like the goal isn't like challenges. I, I don't think anymore. The goal is to start stacking these habits and really just change who I am. Yes. Um, and like one of the things that James Clear said, the guy that wrote Atomic Habits was like, um, he's like, one way that I motivate myself is like, say you're, a, you want to be a disciplined person and then you have a choice of doing something. You can go and be like, would a disciplined person do this? And you're like, no, so therefore, and I am a disciplined person, therefore I'm not going to do this or vice versa. Now that's really good. Like having, so, uh, so everything you said, yes, I believe that's what I've been trying to do. And then like, as I look around my own place, I'm like, why isn't that in like in, the, in its proper spot? Why did I just throw that on the floor over there? And mm-hmm. those little things lead to like making up who you are. And then you try to leave your home and you're like, all right, but now I am the perfect being. This is what I try to like organize myself. And it's like, well, why not do it in your controlled space? Why don't you act that way there? Um, 
Yeah. Ah, yeah, this is giving me a lot to think about. So like, I also have like a lot of things I've been trying to accomplish this year. Yeah. I haven't been harping on it too much. Like, well, maybe I should harp a little bit more, but every day I'm like, well, it wasn't perfect, but I did work on this. And so like, I feel like January is going to be rough. Hopefully by time February rolls around, things get rolling really hard. Um, but again, I need to not get into that uh mindset where i'm like uh it's okay i did enough like i'm comfortable like i oh. need to always have that drive um and so that's what i need to figure out like what's the perfect driver for me i think it, it it's just shaping who you want to be mm-hmm. like it's just like i think that self-awareness is such a shitty thing because there's so many different contexts to it and so you can say it but you don't know what it means right i think being self-aware is just not lying to yourself like if you were to okay man i'm so good with tangents today uh i watched a movie called 20 uh 25th hour good movie definitely recommend um old movie right after like 9 11 um and in that movie there's just one guy he's a stockbroke trader whatever right and he is so unaware about who he thinks he is and who his friends see him as so like on the surface he's got money he's whatever right like and he thinks he's king of the world kind of thing right but like his friends see him for who he really is like in at one point in the, in the movie he's like telling his best friend he's like when have i ever lied to you when have i ever not been there for you right and the friend goes like no you've always been there for me but like the friend knows he's like you're a liar you just you're, you're deluding yourself you don't even know yourself and i think that i think that's what i'm trying to do more is mm-hmm. catch myself in my own lies Yes, 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 yes. Yes, when you talked about, um, like, you're at a crossroads, you're making a decision, and you say, would a disciplined person do this? That's, that's, the, that's the part that I miss. Because you're, I feel like I'm very reactionary. Um, like, something happens, and I just react based off of either previous experiences, um, or just the, my way of thinking. And having that little buffer that if and I think it would be something like that where you're just like you stop and you say well if I do this this is the consequences of that if I do this this is the consequences but this is the, the path that I want because this is the person I want to be so I'm, I'm trying to slow down and like really take things in more mm-hmm. I, I think it starts with like and I'm trying I'm trying I'm saying this and I'm trying to do it man I'm trying to do it I'm like look I'm looking around where I'm sitting right now and I, when I got home from uh um from this little trip dude my house was super clean mm-hmm. it was it was it looked it was great and it felt so good dude i have still not finished unpacking my uh my uh my like my shit from the trip like i i, I sorted out the laundry right but there's still things in the suitcase that i've like not sorted i mean i have and... an open suitcase on my floor that's from my new year's travel and i'm just looking at it now like why didn't i put that away yeah and <laughs> I think that I, what I what I'm realizing about myself, right, where some of my biggest weaknesses are, like, and you mentioned like Goggins, like winning your morning, man. The win that I'm trying for right now, that is 
such a big challenge, such a big challenge for me is to not touch my phone in the morning. Mm, he talked about that too. Yeah. Dude, it is so hard. I can't like, I, I have not, <laughs> I've, I think we all have addictions, man. Like we mm-hmm. all have addictions to some extent, I didn't realize that the older you get, how bad these addictions become. Yes. They become fucking crippling, man. Like I've been, I've set, you know, one of my resolutions is to quit porn. Like just fucking like, don't, don't really need it. Like get rid of all those little dopamine fucking, you know, uh, triggers and stuff like that. And quitting my phone, dude, is so hard so hard it's like i wake up in the morning and i'm and i can see myself reaching for it i'm trying to set myself up to win by putting it in another room mm-hmm. and, and thankfully i i've not really needed the phone's alarm lately to wake up like i've just been waking up you know like i haven't felt that pressure um but dude yeah like it i don't know if an hour passes by before i touch my phone yeah so i've been trying Every time I try to get away from my phone, I, I do it by erasing apps that I assume are like drawing me in. It's like I deleted Instagram again. I deleted uh, Snapchat, uh, like a bunch of things. But it, I always end up replacing it with something else. Like sometimes I, I'm picking up my phone and holding it and I'm just looking through YouTube, not even watching videos. And I'm just like, what am I doing on here? It's kind of like when you you're you keep opening the fridge, you think there's going to like the food in there is going to change if you check again. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's, that's the other thing, right? Like when, when you're a little bit discontent, like it's just, it's, I think we've just trained ourselves not to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and like on that topic, you want to talk about chat GPT? What is that? Oh, brother. You've not fucked around with chat GPT yet. No. Wait, what is that? You're a little behind. Okay. Um, what is that? God, man, I want to just show you. This is this is gonna be hard to talk about. Um, so, um, in, <coughs> sorry, in machine learning, there is um different categories of machine learning. Like, there's uh algorithms for, um. Image recognition, there's algorithms uh, that are in the category called uh, NLP, natural language processing. GPT is um, uh, whatever transformer is what it stands for, is um, GPT-3 is the third iteration of that algorithm, essentially, or of that model. Uh, that's built by OpenAI, which is now owned by Microsoft. So I'm just connecting some dots here for you. It GPT is a natural language uh, processing algorithm that can process language like text, essentially, and um, make sense of it. So there's lots of different applications for it. There were things like figuring, like the most basic or basic-ish is to figure out like the sentiment of something. So for example, um, a couple of years back, like four years back, five years back, um, you could figure, you could read tw- tweets, right. And figure out what the sentiment is like, is it positive? Is it negative? Are people being like, 
you know, talking about a company in a positive way or a negative way, right? Okay. Like, you're like, oh, that company is the shit versus that company is shit, right? Like, okay. like it got good at that sentiment analysis. It could be used to summarize different things. Let's say there's a giant article and you're like, I want to read the whole article. Let me, let me get the synopsis of it. And it was good at that, like Cliff Notes. Um, Cliff Notes, I'm dating myself. Uh, but uh, chat GPT is a, um, a, ver- a version. It's the same thing, really. It's, it's GPT-3. But uh, it is something where you can type anything into it and it will spit out a response to you in a kind of scary way, I guess. If you don't understand how it's working, it is kind of scary. So they fed into it a massive data set, all of Wikipedia, a bunch of different blog posts, Stack Overflow, let's just say the internet, right? The Google version of the internet is is in there. And it costs billions of dollars to train it. So it's not something that you and I can do at home. Couldn't afford it. But uh, it's there and you can sign up for it today and you can start using it to answer life questions or figuring out how to do things. It can even write code. Like it could do a lot. <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but it could do a lot. Um, I can fire it up for you right now. And you know, you can, and it, it, it'll take you a second to like come up with creative questions for it, but it's shocking what it can produce. And um, it is waking a lot of people up that as well as like mid journey, which is the image version of that essentially um kind of um that uh a lot of things that people used to think were people jobs are not going to be people jobs man like i use chat gpt to uh generate summaries for my um uh, like for an airbnb i listed for my house right like mm-hmm. i used it to refine my resume people are using it to respond to emails like you could do so much with it and it's wild um you can use it to write a book you can use mid-journey which is the other one uh it's the dolly thing um to create art which there's people are trying to like there's a whole conversation there about ip that's happening right is it really is a derivative is it real like whatever right um and uh yeah it kind of begs the question like how much of who we are as human beings is so predictable so so automatic that a computer can derive statistics out of it and predict the words that we're going to say and we look at it and we're like yeah that makes sense well so uh, okay. Ooh, where do we start from? Okay. Ooh, I guess you got to put a question to this. One, fascinating. Two, if you are able to gather, okay, let's just say information. Let's say you're able to gather all the information or like outcomes to a situation, then you should be able to predict the future, right? So like when you say it's kind of, it, it, it kind of shows how predictable humans are. It's like, well, of course we're predictable. If you have all of our outcomes, we would only do something outside of those realms if it's like extraordinary, right? So 
yeah, it's it's like oh humans are uh very complex but also it's like well you're either going to do a b c d e r f or g and if the more data points i can put the more accurate i can make my guess i think that is it's what it's shining a light to is that the words that we speak are very predictable um mm -hmm. so the way that transformers work um, is that if you have, uh, I don't know if Android's the same or not, but if you're on your iPhone and you know how it will suggest the next word that you're going to type in, mm -hmm. right? That's what that is on steroids. Okay. So when it is writing out that paragraph, it's just saying that statistically based off the words that preceded it, the next word would be the <laughs> or car or whatever. That's it. That's all it's doing. But, um, and like, as you, as you and I are speaking, right, like very few, we, the words that are, that words that we're articulating aren't original, like they're habits basically. Yes. Right. Like we have speech habits. Um, and, uh, and I don't know, it's, it's, it, I, I had a, at least a day or two that felt like an existential crisis. <laughs> where i was just like what is am i useful what what value do i have like who well so who am i do you think by this thing becoming more readily available or more complex that it takes away from like your you said um your usefulness mm -hmm. or does it just help us communicate better like because you said some people are using it for emails right so mm -hmm. Is it just like super juiced up spell spell check? Oh no, it's more than that, man. Um, it is more than just spell check. Um, this version is still somewhat error prone, mm -hmm. meaning like you can ask it a question, but it'll, it'll respond back to you, um, and it won't give you uh, won't necessarily give you the best answers. Like you still have to like go through it. So ask me ask me a question. I, I actually just loaded it up. We'll uh, play around with it. Give me, give me something that you feel like you would want to ask a friend or a request that might come through to you. Gotcha. Uh, give me a second. Uh, ooh, just right on the spot. Let's see. Um, how about this? I'll, 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 I'll get us going. Um, how does a man determine his purpose? Oh, okay. Okay. Right, let's let's see what ChatGPT says for that, and I'll read it out loud to you. This is what Ch this it just generated all of that from that first sentence. Determining one's purpose in life can be a complex and personal process that may involve reflection, self-discovery, and exploration of different activities and experiences. Here are a few steps that may be helpful in this process. Number one, reflect on your values and what is most important to you. Consider what brings you joy, fulfillment, and the sense of meaning. Two, think about your strengths, interests, and what you're naturally good at, and what do you enjoy doing. Three, consider your goals and aspirations. And I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll stop there, right? There's, there's five things here, and then it ends with, ultimately, the key is to be honest with yourself and open to the possibility that your purpose may change and evolve over time. A computer wrote all of that from my single prompt okay uh so okay 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 now what happens if you ask it things that are 
not well i'm a child so mm-hmm. ask it how do you kill a man well so they actually um I'm not going to ask it that uh, <laughs> they had uh, initially they kept it completely open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then people were like asking questions like, how do you make a bomb and things like yes. that? And, and yes. then they, they, they modified it so that uh, those, those things um, uh, like trigger warnings essentially. Yes. Cause when you give it something more, so, but can it, can, someone... it, can it answer those questions? Yeah, it absolutely can. There's nothing yes. stopping it. It was just that we decided that it's not a good idea to, <laughs> You know, um, I thought I would just go through like the same there used thing, to be a show called A Hundred Ways to Die. It's like, well, here are the hundred ways you can kill yeah. a man. Well, so here's the thing this is kind of going into um, a slightly different thing here. But when we think about the internet, we think about Google, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more to human knowledge than just Google, right? Um, a long time ago now, Google is like, a, I don't know, 20 years ago, whatever it was now. Um, a lot of search engines were like, we're going to filter out some of these nasty websites, mm-hmm. whether it was, you know, like certain pornography websites or bomb making websites, like things that we thought were inappropriate. And all of that stuff still exists on the dark web. But, you know, this is sort of like, this is where society says, I'm going to filter to safe knowledge. It's almost like parental controls for adults. Yes. Um, and so um, what, but, what else have you been using it for? Like a lot. Well, the thing is that for, for a little while, I, was, I felt like I was becoming a little reliant on it. And um, it made me feel, it made me question my own creativity. It made me question how robotic my life has become that I, not that I am predictable, but if I plug into this and lean on this too heavily, and I mm. stopped thinking about authoring my own sentences. If I stop thinking. Yes. I'm as good as a robot. And I, I am starting to, this is going to be a little bit, um, uh, not everybody's cup of tea here, but uh, it does make me feel that we are in fact machines ourselves. Okay. Now we have an advantage that we have a feedback loop that we can, I want to believe that we can analyze ourselves and we can change. And it just takes like our frontal cortex, like our ability to dream of a future and then pursue that based off of a dream. Um, I mean, I don't know if that dream itself is deterministic is something that we, you know, that was foretold by the fates, but, um, I want to believe that I can be a more disciplined person. I want to believe that I can, you know, be this type of happy person. I want to believe in my ability to change. And I think that um, the, the longer I stay plugged into whatever, like, the algorithm is, whether mm-hmm. that is my own personal habits or just not thinking, right? letting chat GPT or letting some someone's else's thoughts guide mine. Um, the less I am human, if, if there is such a thing. Now, is the issue like a loss of identity? Like you just feel like, mm-hmm. yes. So you are just reacting instead of 
you don't you no longer have that filter that filter being your own mind where you receive that stimulus and it changes based on everything that makes you you so like someone could see a picture and each person has a different way they react to it yeah and i think where we're getting to is that we're all reacting the same way gotcha gotcha right i think that what I th- I don't know if I said this to you or not when you came to visit or if this was an epiphany I had when uh, my cousin came by in Thanksgiving, but I think we are the nose. Like, we're the boundaries. So the difference between you and me are the things that we don't agree on, not the okay. things that we agree on. Okay. And I think that's what identity is. Um, oh, okay. 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 So, uh, so this chat thing is kind of like a hive mind because you would assume that it's giving you the answer that everyone deems is correct. And that's what the, that's the issue of it. It's like, if we, if we all use it, if, if all human beings start using this, then we're Mm -hmm. all going to be saying the same things. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I get you now. And well, I guess the question is, is that good or bad? Because oh, I, I think it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's absolutely terrible. I, I think that I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with the tool. I mm-hmm. think the tool is phenomenal. I'm glad that, that this exists. Maybe this is what we need to wake up, right? This, and then there's also kind of the counter equivalent with Dali that a, a lot of artists are having an existential crisis because this thing is producing beautiful art that, you know, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is my, this is, this is how I used to make a living. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's literally taking people's jobs and ChatGPT can also write code because a lot of code is online and, you know, it just, it can string things together. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's there's gonna be jobs lost left and right, which is scary and all that stuff. But I think that most people on this planet don't spend time thinking because they can't afford to, because there's no privilege to think that they're mm-hmm. just they have to go from thing to thing to thing. Um, and maybe that is true. Maybe that is the excuse, right? If you are starving, you can't afford to think, but to be honest, I don't know if that is a valid excuse not to think. So because what like, should... even if you're doing hard labor construction work, right? Mm. You have pauses in the day and during those pauses, you can think about things. You could think about how to free yourself from that repetition Right. How to, I think if all of us were constantly thinking about how to make our individual lives easier, hopefully we don't do it at the cost of other people. Like life should get better. Yes. So I feel like people, yeah, it's that autopilot thing was a great thing to say in the beginning. Cause I feel like a lot of times people go on autopilot and they may not, they could st- just because you say someone is not thinking doesn't mean like they're just some mindless animal, but mm-hmm. they're the thing they think and the thing that they are thinking about is the same thing every single day, wake mm-hmm. up, eat, mm-hmm. go to work, come back home, sleep, 
yada 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 yada. You, they never you, branch out. They never yeah. um broaden their horizons. It. You nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. I think not thinking is not not thinking, it is thinking the same thing that you thought yes. yesterday. Yes. And that's that's one of the issues I feel like I have fallen into where it's like, all right, like I wake up, I work out, I think when I need to like work with a client i think when i need to work out myself but then after that it's just like go to sleep and repeat that process you never you can never break that cycle and so my that's what i've been trying to do by broadening my horizons like branching out doing things that force you to look at a problem a different way or look at your life a different way yeah (laughs) yeah i think journaling is the one most important thing that I am trying to do more of and I don't know how to make this thing fucking stick I will write for two to three days and I'll drop it mm-hmm. write for two days and I'll drop it and um, I'm trying really hard like that is one of those 30 day challenges that I might have to reread Atomic Habits or one of the other habit books and just go about it slowly. Um, what is so when you're trying to build a habit, what trick works for you? Or what, what like if you had to recommend a trick for someone for building a habit, what would be your trick? So I, Brandon, I don't think I have habits to be. I mean, I have patterns with mm-hmm. what I do, right? But very few of those things that I think I'm like, oh, that is a positive thing that I do that is now a habit. Like it's a, it's a positive habit that I have. I think very few things that I do in my life, I would right now, I'd say that, oh, that thing that I do that is benefiting my life is a habit, including working out, including brushing my teeth, including <laughs> like all of definitely drinking water, like the most fundamental things are not habits. I think every single one of those things takes willpower for me. Mm. Um, and I don't, and I, I've every, so many people I've spoken to who are like, yeah, oh yeah, this is just a habit. It just makes it a habit. I don't know what they're talking about. I think for me, I devolve towards dopamine. I devolve towards laziness. I think if I were to let myself just be and exist and not put in any effort, I think I'm a piece of shit. So I think for me, it's just, it's a, it's a thing that like, I just repeat it and then you keep repeating it and then it just gets easier to repeat. That's all. Okay. That's all. Like, I I think that, but for me to break a habit is, well, (laughs) a good habit is really easy to break a bad habit is really hard. So I think there are two categories of them, right? There's like the things that we are struck. We wish we had that we don't do. I mean, who knows, man, maybe I do things that are good habits for me and existing that like other people don't do. For example, I get dressed in the morning. Some people probably just, you know, like, fuck it. I don't have to like change my clothes. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Right. Like I think, Maybe that's relative. I just had this epiphany as I was talking to you, mm-hmm. but I don't have a process, right? I, I lean on, I can tell you, I've read the book Atomic Habits multiple times. I can tell you what, you know, science says, 
but I can't tell you what it is for me, right? Mm-hmm. Science, science says, like, lean on substitution. Use triggers to your advantage, right? So, like, when I stop drinking um, uh, sugared coffee or buying donuts from Dunkin' Donuts, right? Like, I just started walk, not walking down the same street. Yes, I remember this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there are things, there are tricks. Um, but at what point does it become easy? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I, 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 th- I think rewiring yourself should probably be as you should be doing the opposite thing for at least as much time as you were doing the, the other thing that you were doing before. So, like, you know, I'm in my 30s. I have to do the thing that I've been doing for 30 some years for another 30 years. I think that's what it takes. Mm. Mm. So let's uh, go back to your journaling just for a tad bit. Cause I, like, I just, <laughs> I got some fancy pens and I got a fancy book. And so I was like, I'm going to write in this book one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's say you are going about a journaling adventure. Do you strive to do it every day? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know when it's time to journal? And then, like, how do you know when you've broken your streak? I think, here's what I think. I'm going to think out loud, right? Okay. Um, I think, there's, first of all, I think there's different types of journals. I think yeah. there's different reasons to journal. Um, in fact, for myself, I thought of at least three different types of journals I would love to maintain in, in, in an ideal world. One, which is something to cleanse my mind, right? Get all the things that are in the subconscious out of the subconscious. So doing that maybe before going to bed um, or maybe in the morning when you first wake up. Um, so people do like dream journals and stuff like that where you just free write. You're like, here's a five minute mm-hmm. timer. It's it's just like an exercise. You don't, there's no point. There's no goal. There's no purpose to this. I'm just going to write for five minutes and see what comes out. And if it's gibberish and if it's non- nonsense, then great. But maybe like I find that you know, the pen starts writing things and I'm like, oh, I wasn't thinking that. And then you can kind of reflect on that maybe, right? So I think that's one type of journaling. And all that is, is just like set a timer, do it consistently. It's effort and just do it, right? And I think there's a benefit. Um, I think there's a benefit to all of it. The type of journaling I really want to do more of um, is one where I... Like it could be, it could be as simple as like setting goals for yourself, like tasks for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Being like, today I'm going to get these three things done, right? And then you write that in the morning. And then in the evening, you're like, you look at the three things you said you're going to get done and you're like, okay, what happened? Why did I not get these three things done? Right. Or maybe you got one of these things done and then these ones got distracted, right? And then you're like, what happened here? Oh, I felt too big of a task. It was too daunting. Oh, I said yes to my friend where I should have said no to my friend. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's figuring out how to not lie to yourself. That is the type of journaling that it's like, it's accountability. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I, that is the journaling that I'm really want to adopt more of. Um, I have a friend of mine who's now traveling the world, very, very envious of him. Um, but you know, when his year was wrapping up, he was reviewing his journals and he, and he's been journal like, I guess for him, it's a habit. Um, and he's just seeing how 
how he's changed or if he likes the way that he's changed, things like that. Right. Like it's, it's being able to, I don't know, audit yourself. Yes. That's that's the type of journaling that I, I would like to do more of. Um, and I think it can be anything, but it's just like, it could be once a day, start of the day, end of the day, it could be middle of the day, but like, I think what's important is to go back and read it. And, And then I was listening to Goggins, his, his, um, um, his second book, according to Goggins, journaling is for pussies. <laughs> real, yeah, real men do voice recordings and listen back to themselves. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so he likes to one-up everything. Um, what he does is he will record it himself bitching and whining about something, then listen back to himself bitching and whining about it. And he's like, yeah, no. Hmm, <laughs> now that's interesting. Hmm. I might have to try that. Oh. Yeah, there's more to that, but I'm yeah, I mean, this book here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to check out his book. But that's actually very interesting. Just, just the fact of hearing yourself, one, you just, just the fear of like recording and hearing yourself. Mm-hmm. That's probably at least I would hope beneficial. And then, <laughs> mm, yeah, I've done that a couple times, but so far I've, I haven't had a. I haven't had a session where I've like whined. It was more like just notes. So yeah. I haven't had like one of those yet. But um um but it makes sense though, right? Like mm-hmm. when you have a friend that comes over and is just like complaining, <laughs> right? Like like you can they don't hear their own complaining. I used yeah. to complain and not hear my own complaining. You can complain and not hear your own complaining, but mm-hmm. when you listen to yourself back you're like oh my god stop <laughs> yeah you, you maybe it start you you start to see like oh, maybe i'm uh, like, just in your head and everything in your head sounds coherent sounds correct and then mm-hmm. when you hear it hear it back to you, you're like what is that man talking about yeah hmm. yeah no well this, these have been some deep conversations uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what what have we gone over so far dreams um when does it die what do you need to start searching for it uh what else have we talked about chat it was it was chat gbt chat gpt yeah you should you should you should definitely fuck around with it yes i'm gonna definitely check it out i just wrote it down to check out later um, um i i have a couple of, i have at least one story to tell you yeah yeah shoot so um this is a story I I don't I haven't really recited it so I don't know if this is going to really come across the way as powerful as it was when I was told it. Um but on my trip to Mexico I um I met up with this girl who lives in Cancun and um I wanted to go stargazing. So like why don't we go camping go to this like very northern part of Cancun. Um, and I just, you know, trusted and just like, whatever, let's go. Right. So, uh, at a car rental, we start driving and we're, and at a certain point it's just like pitch black, right? There's no like lights because that's the point, right? We're trying to go stargazing. Um, so driving down this cobbly road towards, I guess, a beach. I don't really know. Um, and we're going, we're going and, you know, I'm trying to go slow because of all the rocks and whatever, but it's, it's taking us a little while. 
So she's like, why don't we like, she's like, I feel like we've been going like a far and she sees a sign. And I guess that sign says like playa, which means beach. And, um, um, we'll kind of settle in there. And, and, uh, it, there's like this house sort of like this property. Um, this guy comes out like sees us and yeah, I don't speak Spanish. So she, you know, she's talking to him. Um, he's wearing a motorcycle helmet and, uh, goes basically is like, yeah, it's a couple pesos, like not a lot, but we can basically set up and camp there. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, let's fuck it. Let's, let's do it. So we, you know, pull in, we're in there and he's walking around. He's like, he's explaining a lot and I'm not, you know, I don't know. I'm like, Hey, like we're good (laughs) thank you like you can go now right um but he's being you know he's being very specific he's like don't go over there don't go over there don't do this and so on so he initially leaves and uh she explains to me that uh apparently uh we got really lucky because we were um like a block away from where the cartels were they just set up shop there or something like that. We found out later, like about two years ago. So uh, there was like another group that were, you know, captured with guns and all that stuff. And he had to go there and rescue them. So he was, he was, he was saying all this for a really good reason. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, as we're hanging out there and then he comes back out and he's like, would you want to, you know, want to, would you like, we guys like a bonfire and that? And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go. And, um, we get into this conversation. He's there with uh, his his mom. Like this, she she didn't speak a word. She's like this, like oh, ancient lady, um, adorable, <laughs> but uh, like didn't say pretty much anything. And uh, uh, he had his little boy with him. And uh, he starts he starts talking. He starts, uh, you know, the first thing he says, he's like, you know, uh, he's like he used to be into extreme sports. He used to paraglide, right. And uh, he can't do that anymore because uh, he broke his back. One of his like discs shattered or something or other. And uh, the way that it shattered is that not only did he used to paraglide, he um, used to help uh, people down into like caves. And uh, this one guy like was based in experience, died. And when in, this guy died, his son was with him. His son was being, his son was freaking out and was, you know, jumping at, like just moving around a lot. And so it broke his back. Oh my so, God. Yeah. So he, his whole thing is like fucked. He still rides a motorcycle, which is beyond me. Right. <laughs> and we got into, and like, it's like this one conversation led into another conversation. Like, hey, man, you very interesting life. Like, wow. Like, and, like, but it just kept, it just kept getting bigger. The story kept getting bigger and bigger. So I was like, why, why do you still ride a motorcycle? And he's like, well, we used to have a van, right? But uh, what ended up happening is like those people that have settled further up north, like we're driving at one point and they're coming down with like guns and stuff on top. And we swerved and we ended up swerving into, um, uh, into this lake or something, not lake, but into the water and the water started flooding in. And so we had, you know, just you know, got his son out. And so they like ran out and so on and they, they escaped. Um, and that may lost the van and whatever. Right. Uh, so that's like sort of like the thing that happened there. And so I'm kind of n- n- jump around a little bit because again, it's kind of hard to tell the story very coherently. It was like, you know, 
uh, he'd say something, it'd be translated, go back and forth like this for a while. Um, he, his, uh, so his wife and his boy got kidnapped by, uh, by these cartels. Um, he did as well at one point. And uh, his boy, um, his boy was like hitting the head. And so he had some damage, but, you know, he's very, very smart boy, though. So like, you know, very like sweet child. Um, I believe he he lost his wife at the time. Um, And when he got kidnapped, um, they uh, they ended up taking um, they ended up taking all of his uh, all of his shit basically they emptied his bank account and he didn't like realize for like a month because he was just in shock after escaping um and uh so he went from having money i guess to having none and he's like in his 60s now what was interesting was his outlook on life he thinks he is happier now than he's ever been before which is so hard for me to comprehend Mm -hmm. but we got into learning his story, learning how often these kidnappings happen. And, and the obvious question is like, why, right? Why would someone kidnap you? And in that case, it was like money, but it was more than that. It was like political. And then like went up that chain. Like, so he and his family were into politics and, and, um, and a lot of the things that are like unstable in Mexico and all of it ultimately like rolls all the way up to the United States. Mm-hmm. of like the geopolitics of it all where the person that, that is currently in power supports the u.s but he also but that person that, that's that's in power that supports the u.s that you know u.s kind of helped prop up is also the person who allows these cartels to to exist these cartels from the government received a list of people and names of like the 200 richest people in the area so they had a checklist of who to go down and whose properties to confiscate. How fucked up is that? He, one of the things that he tried to do is um, he's part of an organization who's trying to like help uh, disadvantaged like people, like who, people homeless and like mentally disabled who are often used for like slave labor or prostitution. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cartels, shut that shit down because those are like workers for them essentially and that was initially why they uh uh took his wife and child jesus right and again the the government allows that shit to happen so yeah i feel like every time you want to go see stars you (laughs) go on a very intriguing adventure (laughs) <laughs> yeah well <laughs> the, by the way the boy was uh the boy loves astronomy as well mm-hmm. um he was uh he was telling us all about like uh he's like did you know that jupiter has uh, a storm on it that's raged for like hundreds and hundreds of years and like two planet earths could fit into it is it is adorable <laughs> it is adorable uh and yeah um yeah. now did you see the stars a few of them not okay. like not the full <laughs> milky way more than you would see in philly for sure mm-hmm. but uh yeah you know saw the 
saw Ryan's belt, saw the Great Dipper, that kind of thing. Um, we're there till like one or two in the morning, and then it started raining. You're like, oh, let's just keep going. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and that was for your New Year's, or when that was a little bit before the New Year's, but yeah, New, New Year's New Year's was pretty low key, but gotcha. uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. There, there's, I honestly, I'm, I'm skipping over so much of the story because one, I don't know if I should even share it. Mm-hmm. Um, two, like if this, it feels like it could be a movie. There's so much like little detail in it that he shared that I'm like unreal. This is unreal. That's and so that's the type of broadening I'm trying to do with my life is like just go out and talk to people, go out and, and experience people who live in a different way from you. Because like like you live one way, you go to this guy and you hear like, oh, his life is like like to you from your as an outside person, you're like, wow, this is horrible. Why do you even still live here? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, hey, this is life. Like, I am happy. And you're like, or like, I am content. And it's like, you see different ways of being happy. And that's how you can determine like, oh, what does happiness mean to you? Um, and so that's, it's a great story. Um, it, it's my favorite part about traveling. It's, it's the yeah. people. It's the it, meeting people. And, and, and I think this is what's really hard about traveling. If you're traveling as a couple or... Honestly, if you're traveling as a couple, I find that it's really difficult for people to open up to you. But, mm. when you're, but when you're traveling on your own, like, I don't know, either you're not threatening or something, people open up. And like, we even, like, he, like, like the little boy, like, uh, um, like, asks us, like, hey, like, like, Papa, like, do you know them? Or are they your friends? <laughs> and he's like, because you're like sharing a lot. And he's like, uh uh what did he what's it called uh and um uh, this is all translated for me of course but um the dad was like no i just felt like i could trust them or something like that yes and that's what i'm hoping to experience more so like when i went to i went to dc for the new year just to hang out with some friends and it was pretty low-key we did go out to a bar but it was like just fun just talking to people um just having fun but i remember talking to some kids on the corner and I'm I like we're both drunk and when you're drunk everyone's your friend but I'm like why couldn't like I thought to myself like as I sobered up the next day I was like I would probably never talk to those people if I was sober and in my right of mind like Mm -hmm. but the joy I felt from talking to them like wishing them a happy new year them wishing me a happy new year back it's like how do you find that when you're not inebriated like how do you find a happiness how do you break those barriers down um that's what i'm trying to do just being yeah. able to talk to people and enjoy other people's company without having to be like a drunk idiot yeah i don't think you have to be and i think that there is some like i think that alcohol and drugs are have two sides to them and i think that i don't think that fr- if you are not an alcoholic if you do not have a problem with drugs and i think you can you know when you do and you know when you don't or you should know um then it is okay to have a drink for a social lubricant as especially across cultures Mm -hmm. um it helps um but you don't have to you can certainly you don't have to you don't have to drink 
Um, I think we're like drinking and other, those things become a problem is that when you start using them to feel good, I, I don't think they're, I don't think substances are there to create a good experience. I okay. think substances are there to enhance an experience or essentially that's all. And maybe that experience doesn't need any kind of enhancement or whatever purpose they serve, or maybe they don't serve a purpose, but like, I can't, I, I don't want to just outright like demonize it. Yes. I don't wanna... Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's I don't just... want to, so I don't want to demonize it either, but it's like, it's so easy. Like they sure. were nice people. I was nice. We talked, we had fun. Why, why is that not the norm? Here, here, here's where I think I will draw the line for you. If, if you need a line drawn, I think that if you go to the same bar every night and have the same conversations every night, and then you drink every night, it's probably not a good idea. But <laughs> if you are traveling the world and meeting new people and hearing new stories and the way that people open up to those stories is over a couple of beers, alcohol is not the problem. Mm-hmm. right because you're you're learning hopefully you're exploring you're getting new stories you're in, like life is broadening not not narrowing yes yeah but it depends <sighs> everything is a crutch right like um i think you can like you know i think anything that's hard to do you just have to do it more (laughs) yes 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 and that's what i've been trying like i have been trying to do that like all right just like to open up talk to people more oh but you get so set in your ways you're like but why i could just continue uh the status quo and so like uh how did you go about breaking some of your bad habits um so did you just go cold turkey or like something uh, like that well there's different all sorts of different bad habits but i'm just trying yeah. to relate to the one that you're kind of talking about which is like social anxiety right mm-hmm. um i think i've always been shy i think a lot of that will always continue to come out right um like i certain in certain situations where are don't like if i go into a foreign environment and there's there's no one in that group that immediately like welcomes me in and says oh brother come on in right like we love you i struggle i struggle to like make space for myself i shrink yeah right? um so that's certainly still a problem but i've learned how to navigate conferences like i'll go to a business conference and i'll just walk up to people and you know you just kind of talk and you kind of talk and you can talk and a lot of it's like and you learn to make for a more interesting conversation, right? Mm-hmm. You learn you learn to have a conversation that you want to have versus the one that you think that they want to have. Um, so, but um, I think it just starts by getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Gotcha. So, you know, ice baths or maybe it's, making a stupid little challenge for yourself like going to Rittenhouse Square and like hugging <laughs> 30 people <laughs> like getting rejected by 50 girls in the park <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's still one of those like things that they preach for sales like you want to get good at sales like get comfortable with no mm-hmm. get, get numb to the idea of rejection mm. Mm. Ah. Mm. yeah 
every time we talk about these things, I'm like, all right, that sounds like a great idea. I'm going to do that. But then <laughs> you got to you gotta up, write it down. You got to track it. You got to yes. like hold yourself accountable. Yes. And that's, uh, yeah, a, a ton of good keywords, this podcast, the autopilot, the discipline, because those are the things that I feel like have come to the forefront in my life it's either you are too much in autopilot you have lack of discipline and it has led you to this this feeling of uneasiness or not, or not even uneasiness or this feeling of being lost because you're like i don't know where i'm going because i my discipline isn't driving me anywhere and i'm going somewhere because my autopilot is just taking me around and so like i survive but like am i living am i thinking mm-hmm. uh, those are the issues It's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's the power you have, that, that free will, right? Whatever, yes. whatever we're gonna call it. Um, well, those are things. I, I guess I have maybe one last question for you. How are you doing in seventy-five hard? Oh my God, it has not gone well. It has <laughs> not gone well. I've, so when we first started it, it was going well, like the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Then I fell because of. Uh, Halloween, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. You said and so I was like, all right, drinking. Yeah. yeah. I said I'll just restart. Um, then I failed again because I missed one of the second workouts. And I was like, fuck. And then so it started again. And then I that's the third time around, I was like, all right, maybe I'll modify it a bit because it started getting cold. So I was like, all right, just make it two inside workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, as just a way to like mm-hmm. get some discipline, get on a track. Yeah. Uh and then it went all to shit. Uh, forgot a few pictures. Some things happened like around the time when like uh, sweat closed down and then some stuff. Stress, yeah. Yes, yeah. stress. I'm still with my current girlfriend. What's up? What's going on there? If you want to share. Yes. So, okay, let's let's see. Um, I am current, as the kids would call it, I am currently in a situationship. Oh, I fucking yeah. hate that word. You're yes, like sir. The third person that told me. Like, yes, whatever. sir. So <laughs> the way it works now is I forgot when we broke up, um, but we didn't get back together, but we still hung out and talked. And so it's mm-hmm. been maybe like four plus months of that. And like we hang out, we're cordial, we have fun together. Sure. But I still have not checked off enough of the boxes she wants to see before mm-hmm. she will get back in a relationship one of those boxes is just like what's the family dynamic because like her family like hates yeah, me yeah. her family is I like think... slightly racist it's like yeah and so there's like a family or friend dynamic where and it, it gets a little complicated because i'm like i don't care about those people but mm-hmm. i always look at it i try to get into her shoes and it's like well if that's her support system if she cares about these people then mm-hmm. their view of me is very important. So it's like juggling that. Um, and so like for now, we, 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 ah, would you say love each other? I love her. Yeah. Okay. She okay. loves me. That's, that's what I wanted to get to the bottom. Yes, I, was yes. like, I was like, I was like holding my breath here, trying not to talk over you. Yes. But no, like, we this love is, this. This is a simple thing to reconcile. We love each other, we but each other. Okay. it's this. So, the reason why I've been like, have you told her? Have you told her like, baby, I love you? Has yes. Told you, yes. Baby, I love you. Yes. And her issue is she's more forward thinking than me, and so she's like, yeah, I love you, but like, like, 
Mm. Like, mm. What are you doing with your life? Like, what do you want to do? Like, she's because she she always says like, like I feel like you're an amazing trainer, and I feel like you should be working towards something. No, um, and that's what I'm not seeing from you. And okay. my autopilot stuff is like, but like I'm not like struggling on the streets. Um, yeah, and so. Um, that's the hard part it's like she's more forward thinking so she's like all right down the road like five years where do you see yourself and i'm like well tomorrow i'm gonna do this so like that's where i like it's hard for me to we gotta we gotta back up brandon we gotta back yes. up we gotta yes, back yes. up we gotta back up right you said you love her she yes. says she loves you let's yes. let's try to define that a little bit okay all right like because like hey baby i love you but i don't like this thing about you like this conditional love, right? Like I'm not saying like unconditional love is what you're going to get necessarily, mm-hmm. but it sounds like a highly conditional love, which to me is, is that, you know, is that, well, I like you as a person. I like you as a person. I like you in bed. Right. Like, but I'm not going to, I can't be with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that's not like, that's a, that's a different type of love, right? That's like a friendly love with benefits, I guess. Um, I don't think I get my, just fucking project my fucking thoughts onto you. You get okay. you, you filter that shit. Um, I don't think that the person that you're, that you should be with, um, should be trying to be happy by, I mean, like they're, they either love you and they're happy to be with you or they're not. Mm-hmm. It's not. And, and I, and like, w- there's lots of different points of view on this, right? Like, yes, I, I and that's take, what I'm, I've been wrestling. I'm, I'm going to take yeah. her point of view on this for a moment, right? Which mm-hmm. I think might be her point of view or point of view of a woman, which again, mansplaining, whatever. Um, if she's looking to be in a serious relationship, right? And she wants to commit to um, a secure future. Yes, stability. Yeah. Right. Now that, you know, maybe there's not alignment there, but that is, that is her sort of condition for that, right? You, your desire for security may not be the same as hers, right? But it, 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 you shouldn't, here's, here's, here's where it's problematic, let's say that let's say you achieve that security right let's say you're you know you do really well for yourself you're a millionaire whatever right you're doing really well for yourself good you've defined that security great now she loves you you're together right you're doing great and then something terrible happens right i'm gonna do the fucking knock on wood i want to save some of this terrible shit but like you, you lose your legs everything goes to shit right like like you can't, you can't work, right? She's got to support you or something. Is she going to leave you at that point? Do you want to be with a person that leaves you because the condition is that stability, that security? Like you want to be with someone that is there for you through the good and the bad, not just the good. You know what I mean? Now, yes. I'm not saying that she has to change she doesn't have to change she can continue to be who she is right um there's nothing wrong with that in fact i'm just saying that as a friend 
I do think that you should think about what your future is and what retirement is and all of that and take that seriously, right? Mm-hmm. For your own kids, right? If you want to have kids, you want to make sure to at least support them for at least 18 years, right? And not, you know, in debt them with taking care of you when you're old. You know what I mean? Like, I think that in the modern day, like I, that's, those are my values. I don't like the idea of expecting, you know, that my kids are going to take care of me when I'm old and that's how I'm going to survive. Um, like you want to be self-sustaining. So, you know, but that is you, like you decide that for yourself and you make that your own driver. That shouldn't be a driver for I'm doing this, I'm doing this thing that I don't really want to do for for this person to love me that i don't think is real love that's it yes and that's what i've been wrestling with because it's like so everything she says i'm like all right yeah no that makes sense because like that's what i believe is a uh, let's just use the the words we've been doing or the words we've been using for this podcast that's what i feel like a more disciplined person is like Mm -hmm. they have these goals in mind they have these things they're working toward they are quote unquote reaching their true potential and so like when she says these things i'm like on one side of the coin i'm like oh dang can you not just like you know enjoy the now like Mm -hmm. just being together but i also can see where she's coming from where it's like well what about the future like i want more stability out of life Mm -hmm. um than what you're offering right now and so like it's it's always this back and forth where i'm like i I agree with her points, but also like I can see if I agree she wants, with my points. If she wants more stability, if she wants more safety, encourage her to work more. I know it sounds fucked up, but I mean fucked up in a traditional sense. But I don't know. It's just the thing is that opportunities today are open to to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's, you know what I mean? It's not that there's some um, line job that only men can do. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's, everybody can contribute to that. And, and, and I think, like, here's what, I'm, here's what I'm saying, man. I think that you guys should have um, some serious heart-to-heart conversations. Mm-hmm. And... I, well, frankly, I'm going to say this. I think there's a choice, and you can make this choice on your own. Um, there's a choice of, I like this person's company right now, and I'm going to be with them as long as they want to be with me, but okay. I'm, I'm going to continue to do me and focus on me. That's one approach, and it's fine, right? You just have to emotionally be there. And frankly, I think any breakup is going to hurt. If, if, if there's a breakup, in, you know what I mean? It's going to hurt. But it's sort of that mindset and you're kind of holding the other person hostage to be honest, but you know, there's company and, and so on and you kind of, and maybe you end up in a place where she wants you to be. I think that's, that's one approach. I think another approach is to have a very hard, serious conversation about um, what it means to be together. And unless you like the situation ship, you know what I mean? Like yes. you, you have that conversation. You're like, I do want to be with you. I love you. I enjoy our conversations. I enjoy your company. You fascinate me. Like you're interesting. 
there here all the things that I like about you. And if she has, if she has all the things that she, and he's like, can you tell me all the things that you like about me? And if the things that she likes about you ring true to you, right? You're like, oh, she sees me as a person. Then you're like, then be like, then there's no problem, right? Like other people's opinions, family, friends should not matter. Mm -hmm. They do matter if they matter more than your own opinion of me, your opinion of me, then like, that's not going to work. So usually like in our past conversations, man, I've like taken or like, I've been really like political about it. Like not trying mm-hmm. to put in my two cents, but you know, yeah, that's how I feel. And then you, you filter that out. You decide what, you know what I mean? What makes sense? I don't know what your relationship is actually like. Well, yes. And that's, I, I appreciate all of the, I guess, what would you, what would you call it? What would you call it? Uh, I appreciate the words. Can't candor. <laughs> yes, I yes, I appreciate it because right now I'm just trying to figure out what are my next steps. Like, like I want to take my quote unquote bull by the horn horns. Mm-hmm. I want to take control of my life and it feels like it's going to take me moving into some uh, realms that are uncomfortable for me. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, eh, whatever, it's time to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now I'm just g- gathering as much information as possible. And so like, I really appreciate your candid conversation because it opens up my eyes or it lets me think like, all right, this is how other people are viewing it. Like I, during new year's, I had a talk with my friends um, about like my current situationship. And they gave their two cents on it. Um, and it's up to me to, to take all that information and somehow perceive it, bring it out into the world and make it what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So, no, I really appreciate it. No, you got it. Everything that you're saying, I think, is the right next step for whatever 2023 is going to bring, man. Like, it'll be another adventure. And that's like it. I always come back to the part where it's like, it's so cliche. It's like, it's a new year. It's a new you. But it's like, why, why do we feel so uh, disgusted by that? Like, let's just do what makes you happy. Try, if this is, if trying to become a better person feels good to you, then just try it. And maybe something will stick that will work. Maybe that little, um, that that habit building isn't a month to month thing. Maybe it's a year to year thing. Maybe it takes twenty new yous to make the new you. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, piling on a little bit more snow. Mm-hmm. That's going to be that might be the title of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that uh, I you know I hate my birthday. I love New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a it's just a point of view, but it's the same thing. Well. Uh, yeah, on that note, I'm looking at the time I do have to drop off (laughs) definitely at six. Uh, same. Yeah. Um, let's see. Fun things to recommend. What can we close with? Um, let's see. Uh, We can, yeah, yeah. We can do something serious, but yeah. Uh, I haven't watched too much, uh, TV. I haven't watched too much anime. Um, 
I haven't read anything much. I'm probably going to check out. I'm like super into David Goggins right now. So I'm probably going to check out a few of his books and continue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That that one morning motivation. (laughs) I was like, why am I not just like binging this guy? To being on a treadmill or just running, listening to Goggins is the best thing ever. Yeah. And so I think he's going to be my new hyper focus for a few weeks and see what I can like <laughs> suckle from his 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 knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, there's nothing else to talk about. Uh, how's the weather down there? Like, is it a cold month or what? Yeah, I guess. But dude, this is like perfect. This is the weather. If I, I was actually thinking about this because I, I have been trying to do the 75 hard. Like I'm doing it. Um, it's hard, but I'm doing it. <laughs> um, but a lot of my second workouts are just unfortunately just going for those walks. So mm-hmm. I'm like going for walks every day, um, especially since being back. And uh, if I could find a part of the world where the climate is like this every single day of the year. <laughs> I would move there in a heartbeat. I don't, I can't, I don't know how to describe this climate. It's like this fall weather, like not too hot, not too cold, like just perfect, like moderate temperature wind. Like, oh, dude, I feel alive. I feel so good. Yeah. It was uh, warm for like three days in Philly. And I was like, this is what I need. Like, mm-hmm. I forget. Like when it when it's the middle of summer, you're like, oh, it's hot. I need less of this. Yeah, like, I don't I... like sweating all the time. I don't like feeling disgusting. I don't like the idea of like I went for I go for long ass fucking walks now, and like, you know, after 45 minutes, I don't want to be sweating. Mm-hmm. I feel like this winter has for some reason lasted forever, and like we haven't had snow up here in Philly, but it's just been cold on and off mm-hmm. and it's just like oh, i'm ready for, i'm ready for the like spring summer again and that's why i'm excited because it's just like all right this is like the last few shitty months this is when you like really lock in get mm-hmm. your discipline down so when summer comes around you're like i'm a new person i'm like a flower oh mm-hmm. yeah oh, yeah there you excited. go yeah i like that um let's see man so some content uh books books dude i've got so many books that I'm going through that are all discipline focused, uh, discipline themed, uh, you know, Goggins book. Um, I did kind of change to another book just now before, cause I wanted a break from the theme, which is psychology of money. Really good mm-hmm. book. So far. yeah, I'm, I'm probably, let me write that down. I'm probably going to check out that too. There's a, another book called finish what you start. Um, there is uh, discipline is destiny by Ryan holiday. Um, I might be rereading Getting Things Done. Um, I did read um, Becoming Supernatural, but like I can't stick with it. I didn't finish the book. It just mm-hmm. it, it doesn't vibe with me. But, you know, a lot of people love it. Um, there's a book called Mindset um, and Mind Management. There's the 4,000 Weeks. Haven't read that yet. Um yeah. And of course, you know, David Goggins never finished. So those are like, those are some prime books for me um, at the moment. Um, movies, I've been like, first of all, I've seen, I saw the new Avatar movie. And yes. Amazing in like IMAX in 3D. Mm. What a fucking great experience. Really enjoyed it. Um, other than that, dude, there have not been good movies out at all. So I've been digging back in time. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, the other night I watched uh, 25th Hour. Um, very underrated movie. Very interesting. And I'm trying to think what else. And I think there was another movie on Netflix about gangsters in Poland, which resonated with me. So I like that one, too. So last um, night I watched Freedom Writers, um, which is, uh, I forgot what school it took place in, but basically this uh, new up and coming teacher goes to a school that was recently, um, they like introduced um, desegregation. Um, and so like they had like uh, lower income or inner city kids come into like a, like a, like a high society school, like where people mm-hmm. were like passing and everything. And so they had one classroom that was just like, always failing they had gang relations they probably wouldn't even come into school and so it's just mm-hmm. the movie was just about her connecting with these kids and learning like like it's hard to focus on school when you have to worry about being shot or being hungry mm-hmm. or all these other things and so it they like they did journaling in that book too and it was it kind of brought up like some things where it's like it's hard to think when you have so much else going on in your life yeah Yeah. like it's hard to branch like what she did with the kids she she was like hey you guys never been on a field trip like she took them on a field trip she taught them about the holocaust and that opened up their mind they learned that like hey the world isn't just their small their small community it's not just about dying for your your uh your your like bro your brother or like your your neighborhood it's like it's bigger than that and so just by opening up these kids' worlds, they were like, hey, maybe I can make this change. So it was a good mm-hmm. New Year's movie. I like that. What was it called again? Uh, Freedom Writers. Freedom Writers. 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 Okay. Netflix or? Uh, I watched it on, it's like, I, I watched it on Paramore, but you need the Stars gotcha, edition gotcha, gotcha. for it. I'll find um, it. Yeah. yeah. Find but no, it was, it was a really good movie. Uh, you know, it was a good movie. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, for New Year's, uh, the um, uh, the couple that I was with, because uh, they, they weren't looking to spend money for New Year's either, so we just kind of chilled. And uh, we watched Walter Mitty. So that was that was how I saw the New Year. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, with that, let's uh, layer on some... Uh, some good habits layer on some good ice yes and, uh i want to try to be the people that we want to be versus the people that we are yes yes so it is so we're closing the podcast it has been another edition of entropy where we talk about anything and everything um yes it build good habits and it may not come in chunks or waves maybe it comes in trickles or drips um, maybe it takes years, but as long as you're working towards something, I don't know. Try to be happy. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Well, happy 20, uh, 2023. Happy 2023. See you, man. See you.